0: Welcome back for another episode of Chew the Bible. It's your good friend A.A. Ron. We are in 2 Chronicles. No, I wish we were in 2 Chronicles. We are in 1 Chronicles chapter 4. Nah, forgive me, Lord. I was just That was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> I'm enjoying watching this paint dry. Alright, so we're uh, talking about the descendants of Judah. It's not as juicy as talking about David's baby mamas in 1 Chronicles chapter 3. But hey, this is good too. This is good stuff too. So uh, go, I encourage all of y'all to go back and read Genesis chapter 38. It is so good. It's better than any days of our lives, any as the world turns. Ricky Lake, Jenny Jones, and uh, Jerry Springer all mixed into one. It's good stuff. Go read it. Judah was a wild boy and his boys were even wilder. All right. Of the descendants of Judah. And the cool thing about the wild thing Is we, that, that came up in church today uh, Our pastor was talking about David and just how One of the names said Of Jesus in heaven that's shouted Out loud is son of David And this is the same man Who when we go back To first Kings it talks about uh, How he followed The Lord and obeyed the Lord in every area Of his life except for The sin of Uriah And y'all go read that story of him, you know, Bathsheba killing Bathsheba's husband, Uriah. And this is the same. Yeah, the Jesus is called son of David. And he's also called the Lion of Judah, which is even wilder to me that God would choose to even associate Jesus's name with Judah, who did some crazy stuff with his daughter-in-law, Tamar. So, yes, it just shows you the Bible is laced with redemption, restoration. Never look at somebody and like most of these people in the Bible that God refers to as men after His own heart, or that are in the listed in the uh, Hall of Fame of Faith, we wouldn't even probably allow them on the front at the front door of our churches or in the parking lot because yeah, they did some stuff. They were murderers. They were adulterers. They were prostitutes. They did all kinds of crazy stuff. So, not saying to go do all that stuff. Just to so you' gonna have a you know a cool story to tell, but just know that God nobody is above God's redemption, redemption, and restoration. It's the religious religious uh attitudes that we can form that will cause us to stick up our nose at people who don't look a certain way or talk a certain way or speak christianese like us so one other one other thought before I get into first Chronicles Four I was watching this guy right. I can't even think of his name. He's like, a he does R&B type music. I found him on TikTok um, every once in a while. When I'm on the porcelain throne, I like to scroll through TikTok. And so every once in a while, I make little goofy videos myself, where I'm just watching people do goofy videos. And I just stick my little reaction in there. That's what I've been doing lately, because I'm too lazy to make, make my own videos. Anyway, I saw this dude on there. And he he has a crazy testimony how he made this song with XX Station or whatever, whatever that young man's name is. I think that guy's passed away since. He made this song and it went like double, triple, triple platinum, whatever. And then he felt the Lord convict him to make, he always wanted to make Christian music, but he, for whatever reason, he chose to make secular music. And so anyway, God has been convicting his heart and now he's making Christian music. On uh, TikTok and on, I should look up this cast, young man's name. Y'all should go check him out. Um, I was just hearing him just tell his testimony; it was really good. But then he started talking about he was he did like a little short Bible study on the pool of Bethesda in the New Testament. I can't wait to get there. But he, one of the things he said was like why he pointed out why were the people going to this pool to get healed instead of going into the temple it says a lot about it's the same thing today why are people so apprehensive to go to the church where there should be healing anyway it just lets you know that we have to be the church outside of we have to be pools of living water hands and feet of Jesus because we're the only pe only Jesus a lot of people can ever meet um when we're outside of these walls and it's a challenge for me because a lot of times like that religious mode kicks in i'm like ah i gotta be perfect all the time you know people are watching me i gotta be just like jesus it's like no be cool just love on folks and be kind and if the lord drops something on your spirit to encourage somebody or you know say jesus loves you or whatever god puts on your heart to do just be just be smooth so I will be talking about evangelism more and just my own personal experiences with evangelism as I go on. So anyway, all right, let's go and hop into uh, 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and talking about the other descendants of Judah. The descendants of Judah were Perez, Hezron, Carmi, Hur, and Shobal. Shobal's son, Reiah, was the father of Jahath. Jahath was the father of Ahumai and Lahad. These were the families of the Zorahites. The descendants of Etam were Jezreel, Ishma, Idbash, their sister Hazel, Hazelel, Pony. <laughs> I would just call her a Pony. Peniel, the father of Gedor, and Ezer, the father of Husha. These were the descendants of Her, the firstborn of Ephrathah, the ancestor of Bethlehem. Asher, the father of Tekoa, had two wives named Hila and Nara. Nara gave birth to Ahuzam, Hefer, Tamini, and... Heyhashtari. Heyhashtari. These names, boy. Hila gave birth to Zareth, Ishar, Ethnan, and Kaz, who became the ancestor of Anub. So Baba and all the families of Harhel, son of Haram. There was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. He was the one who prayed to the God of Israel, oh, that you will bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. And God granted him his request. It's wild that it's amazing. I keep saying, wow. It's amazing that you have put that this little verse right here has had entire books written about it. And it's just one little verse in the Bible in this little paint dry section of uh, First Chronicles chapter 4. So many people love praying the prayer of Jabez. I should start praying it more for real. Just have it written up somewhere. And just or memorize it i pretty much know it but it's good to have it up somewhere just to remind you it's a very simple prayer yeah it said yeah oh that you would bless me and expand my territory please be with me in all that i do and keep me from all trouble and pain and god granted him his request and it's may. it's cool that his name means that his mother named him jabez because his birth was painful and in that pain, he grew up to say this prayer, and then God granted him his request. I mean, there's so many lay like directions you could go with that, things you could say about that. Just how life is very cyclical, like that, or very is full of stories like that, where one person will endure some pain so that another person can experience blessings. His mother had to endure all that pain, but yet the son got to experience all the blessings to reap that. So anyway, there's there's probably so much more I could say about that, but I'll just stop there. All right, Kalub, the brother of Shuha, was the father of Mehir. Mahir was the father of Eshton. eshton was the father of Beth-Rapha, Pasea, and Tanina. Tahina was the father of Ir-Nahash. These were the descendants of Reka. The sons of Kenaz were Othniel and Sariah. Othniel's son were Hathath and Mianothai. Mianathai was the father of Ophrah, not to be confused with Oprah. Sariah was the father of Joab, the founder of the Valley of Craftsmen, so-called because they were craftsmen. How fitting. I said on the last recording that I did of this. On my other broadcast that um, I used to go to church with the pastor of our house church. Yeah, it's weird when I tell people I used to be a part of a house church or a home church. He's like, what's that? It's like, it was like 10 families and we met in the house and we had like a little potluck after service. All the different families, the parents, we each had a bunch of, all of us had a bunch of kids when we first joined, my former wife and I joined, we only had two kids. And so then, yeah, everybody started drinking the same water and started having a lot of babies. And so, uh, yeah, the parents would rotate and take turns doing children's church. And we had a couple guys who know how to play guitars, and so we had, did, they did worship. It was cool. It was cool overall. Until so there were some doctrinal differences and some East Coast, West Coast-type Crips and Bloods-type beef that infiltrated our church, and uh, yeah, we broke up. Uh, yeah, my former wife and I, we were kind of in between all that. We just loved everybody, but there was half of the folks that were like, believed you could hear from the Lord or whatever, Clinton. the all the half thought all that's, what they were doing was kind of like borderline witchcraft. So, anyway, that's a discussion for another day. I'll tell some stories from the house church I was a part of. Tales from the house church. Uh, they should really do a documentary on that house church we were part of. We should have had like cameras following us because it was it was very interesting that time of my life. Uh, and we were the only black family in there in that church. Sorry, I'm all nervously tapping over. Here. I don't know why. But uh, I think A.K.A. O.J. That was our house church pastor. All right. I encourage y'all to go read this book called Houses That Changed the World. And if you've thought about ever being a part of a house church or starting one or whatever, that's a good foundational book to read. And just know most churches started out in the house. I actually feel like that's the future. Once the church has to go underground and the government comes in and puts all these restrictions on churches or whatever ends up happening in churches, like a lot of churches are going to have to go underground. Uh, Especially if COVID takes off. I'm going to have to start meeting houses again like they do over in China. But over there, yeah, or in other parts of the world, you can't even have a big old synagogue or a church. It would get blown up. So enjoy your church experiences the way you've known them while you can, y'all. That's all I got to say. Because it could end at any moment. The sons of Caleb, son of Jephunneh were Eru, Elah, and name. Arnam, the son of Elah was Canas. the sons of Jehal were Ziph, Ziphah, Teria, or Teriah, and Asarel. The sons of Ezra were Jether, Mered, Ephra, and Jalen. One of Mered's wives became the mother of Miriam, Shemai, and Ishpa, the father of Estomoa. He married a woman from Judah who became the mother of Jared, the father of Gador, Heber, the father of Soko, and Jechathiel, the father of Zenoah. Merid also married Bithia, a daughter of Pharaoh, and she bore him children. Hadiah's wife was the sister of Naham. One of her sons was the father of Kailah. Ke- Looks a lot like Kila, but it's Kila the Garmite, and another was the father of Estomoa, the Macathite. I wonder what they would say about me. They'd be like, Aaron, the son of Angela, the, or they call me the Germanite, because I was born in Germany, but, what they say, the St. Louisan? I don't know. The Kansas Cityian. Anyway. Alright, Sheila, let's see, descendants, where am I? I got all turned around. The sons of Shimon were Amnon, Renna, Ben Hanan, and Talan. The descendants of Ishi were Zoheth and Ben Zoheth. Descendants of Judah's son, Sheila. Sheila was one of Judah's sons. The descendants of Sheila were Er. The father of Laka. <laughs> Excuse me, Leda, the father of Merisha, the families of linen workers at Beth Ashabaya. Jachim, the men of Kozeba, and Joash and Zareph, Seraph, who ruled over Moab and Joshua belahim These names all come from ancient records. They were the pottery makers who lived in Netaim and Gedera. They lived there and worked for the king. Descendants of Simeon. The sons of Simeon were Jamil, Jamin, Jerib, A.K.A. Rib, Zohar. No, that was another dude that we call Rib. He had a longer name. Zohar and Sheu, the descendants of Sheu or Shaw were Shalem, Mipsam, and Mishma. The descendants of Mishma were Hamil, Zachar, and Shimi. Shimi had sixteen sons and six daughters, but none of his brothers had large families. Hmm. So Simeon's tribe never grew as large as the tribe of Judah. They lived in Beersheba, Molada, Hazarshal, Bilha, Ezim, Tolad, Bethuel, Hormah, Ziklag, Beth-Markaboth, Hazarsusim, Beth-Biri, and Sharaim. These towns were under their control until the time of King David. Their descendants also lived in Atam, Ain, Rimon, Token, and Ashan, five towns and their surrounding villages as far away as Balath. This was their territory, and these names are listed in their genealogical records. Of the descendants of Simeon included Meshabab, Jamlik, Josha, son of Amaziah, Joel, Jehu, son of Jashabiah, son of Sariah, son of Esiel, Elena, Jacobah, Jeshohiah, Asiah, Adiel, Jeshamiel, Beniah, Enziza, son of Shiffi, son of Alan, son of Jedediah, son of Shimri, son of Shemaiah. <sighs> Verse 38. These were the names of some of the leaders of Simeon's wealthy clans. Their families grew and they traveled to the region of Gerar in the east part of the valley, seeking pasture land for their flocks. They found lush pastures there and the land was spacious and quiet and peaceful. Sounds like a place I would like to be. Some of the Ham's descendants had been living in that region. But during the reign, yeah, I remember Ham was all due, was one of uh, Noah's sons. You got the Hams, Ham, Japheth, and who was the other one? Ham, Japheth, and. See, I'm rusty. Y'all know what I'm talking about. He had, Noah had three sons Ham, Japheth, and. Ham, Japheth, and Shem. There you go. Bam. All right. But during but during the reign of King Hezekiah of Judah, these the leaders of Simeon invaded the region and completely destroyed the homes of the descendants of Ham and the Ma- Mayanites. No trace of their remains. No trace of them remains today. Wow. They killed everyone who lived there. And took the land for themselves because they wanted its good pasture land for their flocks. Five hundred of these invaders from the tribe of Simeon went to Mount Seir, led by Pelatiah, Neriah, Raphia, and Uziel, all sons of Ishi. They destroyed the few Amalekites who had survived, and they they have lived there ever since. Alright, y'all. That's it that's it. Be back tomorrow for more. I might do some recording in the morning. We'll see. Deuces.